Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. In today's show, we'll be talking all about a manga that's monochrome. What, what do you mean that's all of them? Oh dear listener, how much you have to learn. In the latest episode of That Time, I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them are trash, but some of them weren't. A.K.A. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast Don Brothers. Episode 53. The most notorious trash manga runs the world's greatest clan. You know what this show is by now, 50 plus episodes in. It's the one where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga, diffracting what's good, what's bad, and what's trash. I am your forever host, Flock Sean, joined by Skobolov Mike and Feldgraufil. How are you both? Dying. Good <laughs> God. <laughs> I've got some horrific master super virus of hay fever and the flu or something so it's oh my god so covid yeah i do not have the covid as far as i know have you taken a test i have not but i don't have like any of the actual symptoms apart from general death in a nice way the symptoms for covid are whatever the fuck you feel like well (laughs) it's a very trendy disease you're just like well whatever's on trend today that's what covid is yeah basically yeah well maybe i do who knows maybe this will be the last episode i'm on well, oh no, You've, you're so nice. close to the year two finishing line, Mike. You've got to get there. <laughs> God, maybe this will be the one that tips me over the edge. Who knows? Got to got to get to the end where we can relive, redo of Hera and Sword Art Online and all the rest. No. Oh no, I've killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I he chose death. death. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm great. <laughs> how, how about our other, our other bastion of energy? Phil, how are you doing? I I am not dying this week. Oh, how nice for you. You've passed it, it on it is. Through, through the internet. Man, if you could actually get like viruses through the internet, we'd be a much, much filthier world. Yeah. I mean, you can. I'm not that kind of virus. <laughs> not like a computer virus, more like a person virus. <laughs> virus. Yeah, you, people you viruses. You want to try that one again? Or? I do not. That's how I'm feeling this week. I feel maybe we should get into it before Mike just has a full-on breakdown and loses the ability to speak. <laughs> that could happen. Isn't that just every episode anyway? <laughs> just become a little puddle of rage by the end of the episode, start grunting non-sequiturs instead of actually making any salient points. Yes, that's pretty much every episode, yes. Yes, you're a significant other's favourite kind of episode. Got it. Brilliant. <laughs> Very much so. She just uh, finished listening to our... That time recording, just finished listening to our Sword Art Online episodes, and she she enjoyed my pain, our pain, I guess, <laughs> our pain. <sighs> I feel like that one's going to affect us for like years to come. Yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, but let's see, let's see where this one ranks on the scale of pain. So this time around, we have covered Colorless, though also known in Japan as Colorless. This is an action sci-fi manga. Started in January 2019 with six volumes. Uh, it did have a doujinshi version in 2016. And no, I don't mean a H version by that. I mean the original version, meaning of doujinshi, where it was uh, sold as a magazine on the comic market scene, etc. It is written and drawn by Kent. This is their only listed work, though in the Omaki notes for one of the volumes. He does reference another series that he did. So... Good luck hunting that down because no one knows that it exists, but he says he did it, so there you go. 
And uh, this has been licensed by Seven Seas Entertainment. The first volume comes out in May. If you're listening to this episode as it goes live, yeah, it's out now slash soon. So there you go. If you if you listen to today's one, want to pick it up, you will be able to very soon. But uh, let's uh, before we get into all of that, we need to first of all know what colorless is all about. Phil, tell us. It's ironically named. That's what it is. Ah, uh, colorless. Imagine life was like one of them ye olde black and white films, as in the far flung past of the nondescript future, a giant solar flare erased all digital stuff, and in the process also erased all the colour on planet Earth. In the years that ensued, people would begin to mutate and become less human. Humanoid, I guess, rather than less human. And we follow the adventures of Avidia, who is a colour researcher, whatever that means. Yeah, just like one thing about the premise of this. It's very fast and loose with what is deleted in the pulse, as they call it. They end up calling it the Mercy Pulse. The EMP that was blasted out from the solar flare from the sun. They're very fast and loose with what gets deleted there, because it says, like, all digital stuff gets released, uh, gets deleted, so all backed up storage and stuff. All technologies, basically. Yeah, but it's not all technologies, though. Well, no. It's a planetary-level EMP, which wouldn't eradicate technology. It would just basically reset or obliterate any server or data it would do a bit more than that i uh, sure but it wouldn't destroy digital technology full stop it probably would because it would knock out a lot of power plants it would also like a lot of stuff in even in our modern time and it's implied that the mercy pulse happens in the future from our time so even in modern times it like bunch of stuff is like now just controlled by digital means like through computers and what have you like most cars have an onboard computer these days so it's like it would do you have to assume in the future like way more technology would have would be not just straight mechanized it would be computerized so but like a lot of that stuff still seems to work uh does it we don't really see a lot of tech in this well you see a lot of like machinery in this is what i'm saying yeah but machinery would be fine Generally. Not necessarily, that's what I'm because saying. Because machinery can be mechanical in nature. Yeah, uh, but like, you'd expect a lot of the things that you do see still working to have some sort of computerization involved. Uh, I don't know, like, about the only, the, the most complicated thing I can remember as seeing is cars, and they don't look like brand spanking new cars, they do look like old cars. There's also like security cameras and stuff at one point it's a pretty major plot point yeah true there is cctv but i think the point is they do comment that they do try and recover stuff the big the big problem is because basically all the servers all the hard drives and stuff are wiped the big loss was more around the knowledge okay so i'm willing to buy i'm willing to buy that but the issue for me is if it was just like a continuous electromagnetic pulse that basically made it that you could never have computer or digital memory or anything like that again, 
like as much that doesn't work that way. But sure, let's just say there's a constant EMP going around, so you can't build these things. That's fine, but then you can't really have anything. Well, it's not a constant. That's what I'm saying. If it's a one-time thing, like they're implying, you've had 300 years to rebuild this infrastructure with like computers and stuff at the time of this. And the people who were alive at the time of the Mercy Pulse, there would be people there who know how to build a computer from scratch. Well, the, the same one of the big issues was around the fact that because at the same time, you had all the color disappear from it, quite literally. Life is black and white now. Yes, like it is a plot point that this manga is not colored, colorized. Except it is, but we'll get it, to it that. It is, yes, we'll get to that. But there's mention of how, like, humans needed to adapt to this sudden world without color because of color radiation and stuff like that, something. My main point was they play it very fast and loose with this. My, my, my point was, like, I imagine immediately following the Mercy Pulse, the giant solar flare, they probably had more pressing issues to solve, such as how the fuck do we survive in general, rather than making more computers. Nah, I, I think that would... I honestly feel like that would be the primary concern, at least to a portion of society, because our current modern-day infrastructure requires so much, so many computers. No, man, I feel the more pressing point of concern is my face is now a gecko. No, that's, that doesn't happen right away, because yes, one thing that everyone seems to be afflicted with is the ancestor's disease. Yes, people mutate. People mutated because of the radiation. Much. Just, just their face, really. Like maybe they'll get a claw, but they're still like upright and on two legs. They're, they're, they're like, all humanoid. Okay. Yes. they're all humanoid, but they're like they all have like lumpy dinosaur and or lizard and or beaked faces. It's just like they all mutated, but not that much. Just yeah, just a little bit, a little bit of mutation. So it's yeah, but that, that doesn't happen right away. That that actually says that that happened like over the time over three hundred years. Well, Mercy, Mercy Pulse took place 300 years prior to the events current day. Yeah. So the mutations happened over time. So that wouldn't have been an immediate concern at that time. So, Man, if I look in the mirror one day and I've started growing scales, that's an immediate concern. Sure. But you know what would help you fix that? Building computers. No, medicine. Yeah. <laughs> and to like make I, the I medicine, understand having my computers. Argument here. Mike's argument is computers would help you solve the disease. Yeah, 300 years. Is, but you'd build the computer, Mike, and you'd be like, let's connect okay. to the internet that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, you could still... They had computers years before the internet, Sean. They did, but it's not going to get... You're not going to suddenly get access to the reservoir of knowledge just because you could boot your computer now. <laughs> no, but like, you're make, trying to work on a medical cure for this, which they probably did. Basic pieces of medical equi research equipment. Uh, centrifuge. You require a computer for that. It's like it, probably not. You do though. I mean, yes, you nah, can you make can a centrifuge. We can't calibrate it without the thing. I'm just saying, it would have been someone's concern, and I don't feel like 300 years later they'd still be like, "Nah, there's no computer." I, I agree. That probably it probably would be someone's concern. The problem is, you, you're looking at a multi-layered issue here. Because you can't just be like, I need to make a computer. You've got to make the things to make the computers. And then you've got to make the things to make the things that make the computers. And make the things that make the things that make the... It's a thing you can't just be like, I'm going to make a computer. You have to 
start all the way back at the beginning pretty much. If Dr. Stone has taught me anything, <laughs> if you try hard enough and you have 10,000% brain knowledge... Which no one does. No one yeah. does. And I would also highlight, look at how much damage to supply a pandemic has done in like two years. In fact, not even two years of like a virus has ground so much to a halt. I'm not saying it would have been easy. I'm just saying 300 years later, people would have a computer going. There'd be at least one. I imagine they probably do have, as you say, they've got CCTV as we discovered. Mm -hmm. There's implications. They've got other bits and pieces. It's just, you know, Computers aren't commonplace. Sure, sure. It's just the way they talk. It Im it implies that like the person, do the main character of this is doing the research into the colors out there, uh, which we guess we'll get into in a moment. But like he doesn't have any equipment or anything like that, and he's one of like the main researchers. He has a magic gun, but besides that, he has a gun. I don't know if I'd call it a magic gun. I'm but... calling it a magic gun because colors is just magic. It's just magic. Sure. Don't need to explain it. Because essentially there's leftover pieces of colour in the world, usually in the form of glowing rocks. And interest an interesting um, art element in this is the colours in the world, they're actually colourised, which, you know, makes the title of this thing ironic. Because, you know, every manga is usually colourless, but this one isn't. It, it, it is for the most part. For the most part, yes. Everything is monochromatic as a plot point. Say, it's just every so often it's like, here is this vial of green colour particles and it's got magic. a green hue. Magic. Okay, you say magic. They do at least give some lip service to the whole... The idea is that anything with colour still stores energy because... Which, I guess, can sort of be a way of perceiving things. Uh, so they just burn the colour energy. Something like it's basically it's stored energy from the sun, which yeah, yeah, that is, that's science, yeah, yeah, that, that is, is a thing. Yes. Not to the extent this depicts, but no, but you know, for plot purposes, sure, I'll actually buy that. What I have more trouble buying is I've got no problem with the idea of color has energy, but initially when they presented it, I was like, oh, okay, so it's part of the mutations, people. Like had essentially their eyes blasted out, as it were, so they lost the color cones or whatever, lost the perception of color. But no, no, it is they do just literally go, no, no, color just ceased existing. And I'm like, everything that's is black and white. A bit more of a stretch. That's not quite how that worked. Like I could buy your eyes are fucked. I struggle to buy colors gone now. <laughs> yep. I mean, there's there's a whole thing in this world that, like, even in reality, there is actually way more color in the world that humans can perceive. So. Us poor tricones can't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's because color is actually just wavelengths of light. Yeah. So maybe, maybe unlikely, but maybe the thing they're getting at is the thing you said is true. All of their eyes got blasted out by the radiation and the mutations, but these are now they have like their eyes perceive color differently now. Obviously, that's not what they're going for because they straight up inject this shit into their bodies and it turns them into super soldiers. We do also find out that the colour particles are a bit different than colour from what we would perceive it as because we do learn that the old humans, just shortly after the solar flare, had to develop special glasses to stop them losing their sight. I, I don't know. It's, it's a little vague on the effects, but it's, they, they basically say 
people had to wear these special glasses that stopped them from bad things happening when they looked up. I thought the implication was like, much like if you stare at the sun, your eyes get fucked. Now you have to have these glasses so you can stare at colour without yeah. being fucked. Yeah, I, I assumed that they were essentially all that one radioactive isotope from the intro of every Simpsons episode. <laughs> it's essentially what they are. What? <laughs> the, the plutonium rod. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. The, the stereotypical here is a radioactive. No, as soon as you said plutonium rod, yes. rod, I get it. It was when Mike went, if the show is the radioactive isotope, and I'm like, That's what, what it the? is? <laughs> it's hey, a sure, isotope. No one points at it in the street and goes, a radioactive isotope. If you see one in the street, <laughs> fucking run. <laughs> also, Jesus. radioactive isotope is so unhelpfully nondescript. That's because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was plutonium. Like, there's a bajillion radioactive isotopes. Not all of them are going to immediately kill you. I mean, I'll be blood. You're being you're being hit by radioactive isotopes right now. Oh shit! Get down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of the big things, I suppose, is for the most part, we only ever see green color particles because that's pretty much all Avidia, our main character, minds. Shall we say? Yeah, it's not really clear how he came by them. He we, mined we straight them. Up, I was about to say, we straight up see him mining them at one point, Mike. Yeah, but like, unless I just missed this, we just get pointed to a machine that he uses, and it's like, okay, this is how I get this. Like, he really explain he it. mines some shit out of the earth, and then he sticks it in a machine, and it extracts coal particles. Yes, sure. I... Magic, cool. <laughs> Matt, the leading researcher on colour has a way to extract colour. Oh, hey, I've got no a bit problem. of a jump. I've got no problem with that. I'm not saying it's a jump. I'm just saying it's not very well explained. You seem to have a lot of problems for the guy saying you don't have problems. <laughs> well, yeah, so we, the most colour we see is green, but there are other colours we do occasionally see. So we see some yellow when we're being told about the natural form of colours. We see red and blue as well. and. And to be fair, I like that. I like the fact that it's not just thrown every colour at the wall immediately. Yeah, it kind of says that they have different effects on you as well, but again, they don't commit to that too hard. Well, we've not really seen any other colour yet. I was about like... to say, is in what we've read, it's mainly just being green. We've seen a little bit of blue. We see a little of blue and a little of yellow right at the end. And then, yeah, we, we see yellow right at the end, but we don't know what that but... Just made people a bit crusty. But uh, I suppose you should introduce the antagonists, I guess. Yeah, well, this is just all, like, setting stuff, because that's the first, like, few chapters. It's just, here is a shit ton of information. And granted, it's not exposition dump, which is greatly appreciated. I can say, because it, it does wrap it all up with the antagonist, basically, uh, with Avidia's primary purpose. While we've been calling him a color researcher, He's, he's, I'm going to call he's him Batman. Batman. He's yeah, Batman, yeah. He's Batman. <laughs> totally Batman. Yep, absolutely Batman. Like he's, he's, not, he's not portrayed as, like, Bruce Wayne and Batman. He is just, he is this guy. Society knows him as a color researcher, but really his main job is investigating the cult. Yes, and he's like, he's also Batman with a magic gun. <laughs> sure. He's a magic gun. Just a gun, Mike. Magic gun. It's it's a gun that 
uses color to shoot bullets. It's a gun that uses magic to do magic things. Is that Isaac Asimov? Any efficiently advanced technologies instinguishable from magic? Yeah. There you go, Mike. Science. So it's magic then. Deal with it. <laughs> but yes, we learned that shortly after. Actually, we suppose we're never really told exactly when they appear, but at some point, a cult formed that believed that the Mercury Pulse, the big solar flare that removed all the colour from the world, among other things, was a divine intervention of sort. And they are determined to gather all the colour and turn it to the world under their deity, the god of colour. and uh... They've deified colour to the point where they now have a depiction of a god of colour, and their plan is... I think if we get all the colour in the whole world, we can restore colour to the whole world. Get all the colour, but they also run a monopoly on all the ancient technology that no longer really works. Yeah, the the depiction of their god is worryingly Cthulhu-esque as well, so it's like, oh no, <laughs> that's just going to make things worse, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is impressive, considering that the world is like in shambles. Like, there's still gigantic pieces of rubble everywhere from the world when the time the world went to shit. Well, they don't have, they don't have Google Earth to tell them where all the rubble is anymore, so you know. <laughs> That's true. They can't just Google things, how primitive they must be. Like, I, the reason why I'm being a little harsher on this setting than is potentially necessary is because while I actually do like the way this manga, the world this manga has built, and like the way the plot is structured, while it doesn't exposition dump like some of the manga we've read, it does kind of shotgun blast you with just information and names and a ton of stuff like in those first few chapters. Like, they're just trying to set up the world, and I get that, but Jesus, that's a lot of information all at once. And you couple it with like the art style they chose, and it's just a lot of information to absorb through your eyes, you know? It's just it was very difficult to like settle in for the long haul on this one because it's, it was just a lot all at once. I appreciate that on one level, but on the other level, like having done this now for God knows how many episodes, I've kind of learned at this point what to filter out. Like at one point, they start going on about location names, and I go, "This is irrelevant," unless they start bringing it up a lot of times, and they didn't That's ever true. again. So I just knew that it didn't matter. But it's also like a lot of names of people as well who do come back as well. But, like, they imply that these people are all super important, but most of them aren't, really. I'm pretty sure most people in names do come back. They do come back, yes. Yes, they absolutely do come back, but they, they aren't, like, plot-centrally important. As we find out, there's, like, three people that are plot-centrally important in this. But, like, that, you don't actually settle on that until a few chapters later. Yeah, I think the weirdest one for me there is because originally... There's basically, like, you get introduced to some antagonists later on uh, who are not part of the cult originally, but become part of it. But the original presentation of them, you just go, they're goons, got it. Don't, don't need to worry about these people. They're random goons. And then, like, they get a random, like, bonus chapter to them. And, like, that's weird because I don't care about these people. But, okay, sure, that's why he's got a tattoo on his face, I guess. Yay. And then it's like, oh, no, they're actually part of the plot. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I was supposed to care about these mooks. Oh, oh. Okay. It's just the information this thing gives you. It wants to give you a lot of information 
just so you can like really appreciate the world they're in. And in fairness, it does succeed. Like I, I fully understand this world, but it's ooh, it's a rough one to begin with. Like they don't try to meter it out at all. It's just like here is plot point, plot point, plot point, information, 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 and on top of that, the very jarring, good, granted, but very jarring art style. It's just like whoa, this is that's a lot. Okay, <laughs> just just trying to get your head around it is difficult. At least it was. For me, I don't know if you guys had the same issue or not. I mean, with art, it's very well done. It's very detailed. I don't think it falls into the trap of hyper detail. No. I think, I don't know if I'd say it's jarring. The only time I really have issues with it is that when they're in combat scenes, it becomes quite tricky to tell what's happening exactly. Oh yeah, one of my favorite things to reference on this show, Helsing, does the exact same thing. It's like the art is good, undeniably good, and it undeniably fits the theme of what they're going for, but you just can't tell what's going on half the time. And it's also because they've tried to make all of the particular people have individual unique mutations for the most part. So there's just like a lot of like very detailed line work that goes on in like every single frame, and that makes it seem very, very messy. Because it's like tons of details and like in weird places, and it just makes it like it's good art, and you can tell it's good art, but oh, it's hard to read sometimes. And you know that also, and it also makes you feel bad for saying this, but it also does mean outside of like the lead two characters, I suffer from one of Mike's old afflictions, yeah. a character blindness. Yep, it's who, it's who are you? Who's that? And it doesn't help that they've all got weird future names as well. So I'm like, I you're. A guy? Are you the police guy? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, and like everyone's like really um like you're, you're lizard well. man number five hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult to tell. Not so much to tell people apart, but more to keep track of who everyone is. So you have to like remember this character has this particular mutation, which makes it look in this particular way, even when he's in a different like position or he's in a an attack animation or whatever. I couldn't even put them in a lineup. If you put them in a lineup and say, which one's that? I'd be like, fucking no. It's just an extra step on top of that. I mean, it's like, it's really hard. Like when someone looks fundamentally human, people, humans are used to seeing that. So even when you're in different positions, as long as they look fundamentally the same, you can go, yeah, that's probably that character. But when you have lumpy lizard face men, like it's, it's really difficult to tell them apart. Like sometimes it's really difficult, especially when they do like extreme close-ups a lot of the time. It's really difficult to like tell: is this supposed to be a character relevant? Is this a relevant character? It's a plot relevant character. And then just to really throw you off, several of the characters then change appearance later on because they get mutated. And at that point, I was just like, I'm gone. You're one of the free dudes. Got it. Like, did you guys um, watch this, or read, sorry, read this on, like, a PC or a tablet or a phone or what? PC. PC. Yeah, because I read mine on my phone, and that means I was doing all of that with a tiny fucking screen, which did not help. Jesus, that didn't help. So, yeah, like, it was, it was rough <laughs> trying to keep these guys apart. Like, the only person I could usually tell apart was, like, the main heroine. Obviously. Oh, the two lead characters are pretty easy because uh, one's a Kamen Rider and <laughs> one's Asterix, human. Yeah, there's also a third sort of main character as well, which is like, I don't know how to even describe him, like the buddy. 
He's the information guy. Yeah, uh, and he's... He weirdly reminds me of... What's the fucking clown called from the Spawn series? Uh, no. I've never uh, read or watched Spawn, Mikey, on your oh, own. I can't oh, remember. Spawn's but like, great. Spawn is great. It's stupid, but it's great. <laughs> it it kind of reminded me of him, which was weird. But yeah, like he's very, very stocky and has like this huge mouth, so you could usually tell it was him if, again, it was not a weird angle so you couldn't actually see his face or the rest of his body because that's another that's one thing that they did have problems with like positioning the art like positioning the camera so to speak in these frames a lot of the time you couldn't really tell who was who and what was what there's a lot of combat situations this where it's just like a mess of lines and you're like oh no i agree with that but i don't think that's a problem with the camera positioning <laughs> I, that's one of the problems is what i meant to say it's yeah it's ugh, it's so hard to like figure out what's going on which is once you do figure it out and it does take you a solid minute the fight choreography of this is fine like absolutely fine a little weird but it's also meant to be a little weird considering what's going on so that's fine but yeah man it's it's so hard to look at this thing not so much read it because you can usually read it fine but it's like it's hard to like absorb information from this which is exacerbated by the fact that they throw a lot at you all at once so by the time you get into it it's fine but no problem with absorbing the intro of the premise as i say it was just uh, action scenes and just learning very quickly like ah, oh, just don't don't try your character names there's no point there was at least one page which i could probably pick out of a fight scene that <laughs> i i looked at and went I literally cannot tell what's happening in this scene on this page. I cannot tell. Like, I'm going to go back to it after I know where everyone ends up and see if I can find out. And like, no, no, I couldn't. Even though I knew where the movement ended, I couldn't tell what was happening. <laughs> so I don't know what happened with that one, but it definitely reminds me of the art style of Helsing because of that. Just cannot tell what's fucking going on. Which is a shame because the art is good. <laughs> so I, I think that's fair. I. I will say the the fights were just a blur. Yeah, it's like that. There is a fight happening. Okay, good. Yeah, stuff is happening on this page right now. Good. <laughs> uh, hey, like some of the shots you get in fights so actually do look pretty great. Yeah, when they're not moving and they're just standing yeah. off, it's like fuck yeah, this is there this is cool AF. Absolutely, there's one frame in particular that I loved, which was like he full on did the superhero landing while facing away from an explosion that he caused no, like, but, oh. no i was like come on come on yeah. guy, you're, better, you're better than that <laughs> i don't think it is better than that but it's it was like great. i think if i remember one frame from a fight it's i mean in my head i can just hear the side effect of yeah yeah, 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 yeah as it's just <laughs> the two guys throwing fists at each other endlessly <laughs> so you just see them but their hands are a blur and i'm like yeah because yes this man is not just a it's not just a researcher of color, but he imbibes Batman. it. He's Batman. Yeah, he he also does a lot of superhero fighting as well. He is, I assume, a robot. Eh, kind of. That is he an eats assumption. color. Uh, yeah. um, it's eats implied. Color. I mean, no, we see it in color. <laughs> he doesn't literally drink it. <laughs> yes, it. We see him ingesting it. We're not told that is his sustenance or anything though but we're told that he doesn't eat anything else 
No, we're told no one's seen him eating anything else. I'm sure. He eats cover. <laughs> like, Unless this is like a Mandalorian type situation <laughs> where like you don't see him take his helmet off ever because that's a, that's that's bad for some reason. Because he's also one of the few people in this that just wear a mask for no reason. <laughs> so well, far, because that's where he plugs in the call when he needs to. Sure. Because he's a robot, Mike. That's his <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, like, this story is actually not, not bad as far as plot goes, but it is, like, 80% premise. <laughs> 80%. This is the world we have. And the rest of it is mostly just fighting and, like, 5% some sort of um, conspiracy mystery. I don't think most of it's conspiracy mystery. I mean, sure, but I don't agree. That's the I'd love I'd love to delay, but yeah, it's because it's not that nothing fucking happens. Because I, I, it's not no. absolutely not that, but I do agree that is a lot. The setting does a lot of the work for the story, mm-hmm. while the main characters meet, which obviously is part of the plot, and then just kind of exist together for a bit while he fights the cult. Yes, the the cult as it that's all it's known as is the cult. Couldn't come up with a more exciting name. Well, they do. They call it idiot. Eodopsy or Eodopsy, but I- then they go. That's another stupid name to remember on top of everything else. So, frankly, I'm much happier that they just go the cult because that's easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, sure. The names in this are weird, though. Like, I don't know if this is a like. Is this a is this Japanese or? Yes. Okay, so I was thinking maybe it's just like the names are from the original language, but these are not Japanese-sounding names. Outside of Chie, which is very Japanese, yeah, 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 the the names I have down is Abadia, Mm -hmm. Kovadez, Nim, Mm -hmm. Siam, Mm -hmm. Jiquam, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I know I've pronounced that one wrong, but yeah, like these are all... As I said, it doesn't help when you get these character blindness that they all have these complicated-ass names. Yeah, like just an extra thing to remember. Yeah. It's not helpful. Like, don't get me wrong, I appreciate you can't just be like, here's Steve, but you know. You could, though. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could, and it's like, you know what? That's dumb, but it's easier to remember. It's like calling it the cult. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's just like, the, there's a, a manga I read at one point where it didn't call people Steve. But <laughs> How dare My they? goodness, the naming was so fucking lazy. <laughs> it was like here is hero the hero <laughs> here is rival the rival <laughs> this this sounds like dragon quest this is fiance can you guess who they are oh they're, they're the antagonist no oh thought i had that one and it's just like the thing was because because it was like japanese doing english it was like not exactly like that. So it's just like the first few times you look at it, you're like, yeah, all right. Like Heroes 1, I give a pass because fucking everything does that one. Yeah. Or they just try to be clever and be like, ah, but it's spelled H-I-R-O because that's an actual name. But yeah, so you get like that and it's like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then like you see one or two of them that sort of spell a little differently to how English would do it maybe. Or you sort of read them with like the Japanese pronunciation in mind. You're like, that's a bit weird. And then you just sort of have that moment of like, where everything just clicks, and you're like, hang on a minute, this fucking naming is like, ah, <laughs> so fucking lazy. Hey, you know I like to rag on 
lazy stuff on this show, and uh, I don't think any of this is lazy. At the very no, no, I would not describe Colorless as lazy. It is definitely not. That's one thing it isn't. You can tell a shit ton of effort went into making this, so that'd be fair enough to them. But yeah, the names are just weird. Yes, I I feel like this is one of those kind of moments where, and to be fair, I know Sean mentioned like that little bonus page where you sort of learn about how this came to be. I feel like it's one of those things where the author was like, oh man, we've got this futuristic sci-fi setting, I'm going to have to give everyone futuristic sci-fi sounding names. Future like, names, yeah. And it's like, y- y- yeah, that's fine and all, but fuck me, can we can we just have a Steve in there? <laughs> my Steve, my Steve, my kingdom for a Steve. That's it. Like I can, it's fine for the protagonist, mainly because they usually shorten his name to Avi, and I'm like, yeah, I can deal with Avi. As you say, we have Chie, not too bad. Covetous, I kind of remember just because he pops up so much. That's the, if his was the only weird name, I could probably deal with that. I'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, it's... But then, as you say, we had the three mooks. There's the three mooks, and I haven't even written down, there's two police people as well, I've not even written down their names. Yeah, there's Diet. I think is one of them. I've not written the name down. But I think one's like Diet. I don't remember what the other Their one is. Their plot is very background in these first two volumes. Yeah, I suspect they appear more later on. Because there's a whole there's a whole subplot going on in this that the cult essentially, like all good cults do, have manipulated everything into their favour. So they essentially control the police and everything behind the scenes. Well, actually, we, we know that for a fact. Because... Uh, Basically, that, that whole thing with the three mooks is... And this is the weirdest way to introduce a character in some ways, I think. They kidnap the waitress from the cafe that Avi frequents. And she was the one that made the tea, and he loves that tea. So therefore, he has to go rescue her. Yeah, that's actually the start of what we get for a plot. <laughs> like, that's the inciting event. <laughs> but uh, he goes and rescues Chie beats up the mooks, and runs away because, basically, we find out that Chie was wearing a mask, and she's actually, oh, gasp, she's a human, and no one is human anymore. Where where did she get that mask? She made it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, other people wear masks, we are told that. Yeah, but, like, the mask looks exactly like what you'd expect the mutations to look like. Like, who, who would need that? (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break this to you, Mike. I could go out and buy a mask of a human face right now. Yeah, but it wouldn't look like a human face. Like it would look fake. And hey, if we lived in this world, we'd probably be like, that's clearly a fake monster mask, Mike. But I don't live with lizard people. <laughs> oh, oh don't, don't you don't know that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the oh, government man. about our lizard overlords. <laughs> That's it. This is the podcast that breaks the secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said it first, clearly. <laughs> but, um, so Avi beats up these mooks. They get taken in by the police. And then basically, we get a little scene with these two police officers. Where it's like, oh, why are we like, transporting them away over to this place instead of like blah, blah, blah. And we eventually learn it's because the cult controls everything. The cult's like, fuck you, we want these guys. We're going to, like, make them robots, shove colour in their bodies. Oh, be great. 
And yeah, then you th- those two police officers you sort of see popping up now and then, basically being like that they are the good guys in the police force, I guess is supposed to be the point. They are the ones where like, man, this all the other cops corrupted. We've got to do something about this, but it goes all the way to the top, man. Good um detective slash commissioner Gordon, yes. Yes, yeah. I mean th- this this is just weird Batman. It, it is weird Batman. Like it doesn't help that Avi's just constantly running around in a black cloak, black coat. Also, I don't know if I imagined it, but when he gets captured that first time, he's like unconscious because he was hit by an explosion, essentially. So was there a moment where like they did the whole someone reached for his mask and he wakes up at the last second to block them from doing it? I don't recall that. This is like when they're in the police station. No, I don't think so. Um, did I imagine that? Like, I feel like that happened. I would be surprised if it did. It, it might have happened. I, d- I don't recall it. Because, <laughs> yeah, this is just weird Batman. It, it is weird. Weird future magic Batman. Hey, after some of the stuff we've done, I'll take weird, I'll take weird Batman. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not saying this is bad. I like Batman. I like it when Batman's weird. Here we go. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Here's a controversial take for the kids. Batman is at its best when it's silly and embraces the fact that it's a man in a bat costume. <laughs> so you're you're a uh, Adam West. 60s Batman, brave and the bold guy, yeah. Just, just <laughs> more of the, like, there can be both. It's fine, but I wish there was a little more of the silly Batman that appreciates the fact that it, it's stupid. Absolutely nonsense. I am the knight. Yes, you are, buddy. His villain is a clown, a guy I'm who a spouts riddles. A jester, like this is this is silly. This is very silly. Don't don't forget the giant crocodile man. Oh my bad, how could I? Oh the clay guy, yeah. <laughs> the you clay know. guy, yeah. Guy made oh, out of clay. Or the guy yeah. who talks like this. I'm main. <laughs> the guy hopped up on drugs, okay, yeah. Yep, yep. The guy hopped up on steroids. Super steroids. I know. I I get I get some people love Grimdark Batman to but to me, yeah, Batman. It's silly. It's very silly. Embrace that. The guy with half a face that likes to flip coin. <laughs> and that's his whole thing. <laughs> like, he hasn't even got his superpowers. Oh, sorry, how could I forget Penguin, who waddles a bit. Penguin, who was a guy who was raised by Penguin. <laughs> yeah, it is the most inconsistent character in all of DC, as far as I can tell, is Penguin. Because no one knows what to fucking do with him. Like, is he just a dude who's a mob boss, or was he literally raised by penguins? Both, usually. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he's also the mayor. I don't know, it's, it's just fucking weird, man. I'm played by Danny DeVito. Sometimes, on occasion, played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> Which it just makes it better, frankly. Everything played by Danny DeVito makes it better. Because he's just a uniquely strange I mean, man. Who do you want Danny DeVito to play in the adaptation of this, Mike, of Colorless? Ooh, oh, definitely the, the partner friend, man. I was going to say, you'd be, you'd be... covered as. Yeah, right? def- definitely. Yeah. Like, no no questions. I mean, if you could actually play Avi himself, that would be even better, but. <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for Batman DeVito yet. No, I, I reckon you could do a good Chie. I mask me! Because, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we even actually said why she wears a mask yet. I think I cut you off. She's a human. <laughs> because she's human. I mean, there human. are no humans left in the world. She she looks an yieldy traditional anime girl. Yes. She hasn't been affected by ancestral disease. 
as they call it. Yes, the one that makes everyone look like lizard people or whatever. So people, understandably, saw her and went, what the fuck, and ran. Yes. That is an oddly familiar reaction to me, like, in the manga sense, because we read, like, World's End Harem or something. We did read World's End Harem, Fucking yes. awful. It's, but, like, it's all right, <laughs> that was but, also you know. the exact same reaction people had when, like, this <laughs> oh dude my ran God, out into the sky. It's a man! <laughs> this time it's like, ah, it's a normal... <laughs> No, it makes more sense to me in this instance, though. Uh, sure. Because, sure. you know, there's not been a normal person in, air quote, 300 years. We're, we're never given an exact timeline, but to the, to the extent that Covetous actually says, my God, she looks like those pictures of humans from the scholar books. And it's like, you know, no one living has seen a normal person. Yeah, a non-mutated person, a non, yes. A non-ancestral diseased person. Whereas World's End Harem, I think it was like, oh no, it's the first guy I've seen in five years. I think five years was my <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong. I, it, you would be a bit shocked and stunned. You wouldn't be like, oh my god, I need to like run inside and lock the doors. <laughs> no, you'd be like, oh my god, it's a guy. I don't have time to jump his dick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah they probably, did do that. actually. At least no one did that in this. <laughs> They didn't go like, oh my god, it's a non-mutated-looking woman. Let's fuck her. <laughs> I, I mean, you didn't show it. I'm assuming no one did that. I, I mean, there's this probably... De- I mean, there's no internet, I suppose, now, so like, I don't even know how they deal with that, but, you know. <laughs> magazines, they've gone back to the old, old times. <laughs> Dirty magazines in a woodland area. I was about to say, go out into the woods and find some... <laughs> I have never had that experience in life. Neither have I. Uh, funnily enough, I haven't either. I, who has in this day and age? Who goes out to the woods with like a Playboy magazine and is like, oh, baby? <laughs> I think we are like the first generation that doesn't universally have that experience of the dirty porno mag in a woodland area in the forest. <laughs> because like, it, it's a thing which comedians make fun of all the time. Like, oh, back in my day, you had to do this. And like, are you that much older than me? Because I'm pretty old. Like, it's just... Yeah. I think the closest thing I can even compare it to for... And this would only be for our generation, because, again, nowadays you have the internet, would be mm. like, oh, man, I'm gonna gonna buy a newspaper. I'm gonna <laughs> buy the sun. Page three. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just, just... You could have left it at just buying a newspaper, to be honest. <laughs> I grew up in the, the age of having to load images one line of pixels at a time. Oh, oh yeah, baby. You, <laughs> load today, that pixel. You, you don't know how good you have it for porn. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, it was the anticipation that got me going, you know? <laughs> like, oh, yes, like, in like oh, 20 man, minutes, I'm going to see I'm something. finished, and this picture isn't even halfway loaded. Oh, my God, right. <laughs> not, not to drag it back on track, but, you know... <laughs> Ah, oh dear. But, I mean, it does lead me into, like, a weird problem, is that there are characters, and I like the characters, but there's not a whole lot to the characters. <laughs> like, we're doing the whole Batman bit about Avidia because there's not really much to them yeah. outside of that. <laughs> they are pretty single-minded as well, and I don't mean that in, like, a obsessive bad way i mean like they literally only have one thing I going mean, on he, he is pretty obsessive yeah but like i don't mean like that's 
like when you look at like the the grim edgy versions of batman as we keep we keep comparing him to they're like i want justice so crime is bad <laughs> but he doesn't like go on and on about it you know it's just like he has one job and he's pretty well meted about it yes that is his one obsession but that's like that's it though <laughs> but he's not like he's, he's not angry about it you know he is the guy who researches color and for some reason is obsessed with the cult presumably because they themselves are obsessed with color he also says he is the only one capable of fighting them at one point which i don't really get does he just mean like the police are unwilling to do anything about it i mean i think it's because the police are corrupt so. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's possibly that. It's possibly also because, as we see, because the cult monopolizes the ancient technology and they have access to color themselves, he being presumably probably just about the only other person with access to color and technology that makes use of it is the only person even in a position to stand up to them. He's also outside of the cult because the cults are very willing to like kill people and do massive destruction just to get what they want. So we he's the only person we see who actually imbibes the colors themselves to like gain superpowers outside of the cult. And like they are very willing to the cult are very willing to like if you ever watched Arcane to do that to people <laughs> to like just fill them up with science juice and damn the consequences. Well, to be fair, it's sort of implied they wouldn't do that unless the person was willing to do it, because, so we said, they take in those three moves. One of them gets turned into a cyborg, one of them gets filled with colour juice, and the other one's like, fuck you, no, I don't want any of this. And I'm like, alright. Weirdly respectful cult. Weirdly, the cult are probably the most nuanced part of this entire story. <laughs> I do think that's quite important, though, for, because otherwise, it's like, if the cult doesn't have a lot of like feeling and thought in behind it then you won't help but like being like yeah maybe they're the good guys they're, tr- they're the one only people trying to fix this well it's also it's clever in how they do it as well because like yeah all right you know but we're, we're not going to inject you with science juice or turn you into a robot or anything but you know what here hold on to these vials of color for us come to us when you want to use them in tomorrow it is a little coercive yeah <laughs> But hey, it's a cult. It's not even coercive. They're just like, yeah, just we we know you're going to come to us. I don't know. Like if you were just like handed a vial of the every key to your goals in life, and you're like, yeah, you don't you don't have to use it, but you know if you want it, it's right there. I mean, I don't know if color is the key to that in particular guy's goals. <laughs> I mean, neither do I. But clearly, he wanted to do it on some level, so it's coercive. The whole thing. So his little thing comes up right at the end of what we read, is basically he was like the newest of the three mooks. He looked up to one of them because he was rescued by them. To the extent he tattoos like four nostrils on his face like the guy that saved him. And then basically the whole point is after the cult has signed up the other two, shipped them off to go fight Avi and they get thoroughly beaten and or killed? Question mark. Yeah, it's not very clear. He's like, no, now I must ab- absorb the yellow colour. Yes. To avenge my fallen brethren. Somehow. Seems to get S powers, I think was how I was leaning towards. Mm-hmm. Well, say it's, it's literally right. That is the last thing we read. 
gets a bit crusty. That's that's all. Yeah, I... some, some people end up turning a bit crusty in front of him. Yellow crystals growing out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about those mooks, they do fight Abby, and of course they lose because of course they eventually do. yes. And the way that they end this it, end that fight is a little. First of all, it does have one good twist, and then it has a very stupid one at the end. Because the good twist is he's fighting a guy, he's almost losing it, losing the fight, but then he manages to win. Great. And then at that exact moment, someone else comes along, which is good. It's like, oh my god, they they planned this, this is great. And then the way they end the second fight is so stupid. Because he's, he's injecting himself, the enemy is injecting himself with color. To give himself blue color, yes, yes, magical science powers, magic science juice, yes, yep, turning him to this big hulking behemoth monster dude. He's he's injecting himself with color steroids, yes, yes, and Abby's doing the same in a more controlled way, apparently with green color juice. Mm -hmm. And so, but he's he's losing the fight, getting like beat the fuck up. He's getting thrown through walls, getting like stabbed through his arms and legs. He's getting real beat up, and so he gets to the point like. I've got to use this one last thing. And then he's like, his hands are shaking. Yeah, so he drops his vial of color and it rolls on the ground like, oh no. And the guy picks it up and he's like, I'm going to inject myself with this. At which point the people on the other end of his communication device, I guess he has, says like, no, don't do it. He then does do it anyway, because in the characters built up beforehand, he's established he probably would do that. And they straight up Bad guy at the end of the first Blade movie, this guy. <laughs> he fucking explodes because <laughs> something to do with his color, the green color is more pure. So as soon as it contacts organic flesh, it makes you explode. <laughs> I don't... He ODs on color and blows up. That kind of makes sense. The exact way the guy dies at the end of the first Blade movie. I mean, sure, I've I never guess. seen it, but you know, I it's mean, my more fundamental problem was the they kill a guy and then the fight immediately goes to the next guy, and I'm like, but you're dead. How are you oh, back? Yeah, like you couldn't tell there were two different. Because I couldn't yeah. tell they were different. I'm like, how are you back? Yeah, the other fair. guy was in like a metal Strider. What happened to that guy? Where's <laughs> the giant robot Strider? You stop being in the metal strider and turn into a giant. But it very snake. badly portrays. That yes, it, it, oh, it yeah. does. I, that was around that. about the time I had no fucking clue what was happening. Because I assumed that the, the Hulk guy had died first. There was like, oh, now he has to fight the strider. Oh, no, the Hulk guy's back. Uh, no, I, uh... I, I, it's, I, I agree. That whole thing was depicted poorly. Yeah, I. that was the. Around there was the page where I literally had no idea what was happening. I think it was the whole, he turned into a giant snake thing randomly. Yeah. I mean, I'll happily take the any of those fights to the tired trope, which is how the first fight in Volume 1 ends, which is like, no, don't kill him. We've changed our mind. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the cult's like, no, we, we want Avi alive for some reason and are no longer enacting our plans. Like, please stop. Stop. No. Could have I ended this entire trope. thing right now. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not just in manga that that's in like. Oh no! Yeah, everything. I just hate that trope. <laughs> yeah, me too. Especially because they're also like, oh yeah, we knew where the girl was all along. Like we had an entire army. Which, to be fair, I also don't get why he's surprised because we see in the first chapter they already know where he lives. So why is he then surprised that they know where he lives? Was that the cult in the first chapter? Yeah, I assume that all of them are the cult. Because <laughs> I don't know why it would be anything else at this point. 
pretty it much. It could have just been random, random, randoms, random, randoms. I, it could have been, but that would also feel a bit well pointless if it was. Or it could have been someone not working directly for the cult. I don't feel like there is anyone who's not working directly for the cult in this. Pretty much. At least as far as we've seen right now, yeah. But th- there is a reason why Sean keeps saying that this guy's a robot, and it's not just because the colour would make him explode, apparently. Is that? Well, yes, it's because um, a little bit later in, you find out that um, Chie is not a... Oh, I human. thought he was a robot way before that, but you know. I was going to say, uh, to be fair, I assumed it. In I my... was more surprised by the Chie reveal than. Like, uh, I, I thought he was probably a robot myself around. I think it is chapter one because his super secret lab is, you know, it's got a lock and he sticks his fist in it and rotates it a bajillion miles an hour and, and locks it. <laughs> I, I assumed more. Like, I assumed he was at the very least cybernetic. Yeah, yeah uh, cyborg rather than straight robot, because Which they do he also could still be for all I know. Yeah, they they do introduce the idea of cyborgs very early in this, which is fine. Like he is not fully, I'm going to say human, mm. but Chie is a straight up robot, straight up robot, an android. Yep. <laughs> uh, actually, technically, the name is cyborgs. Androids. Let's stop. Let's not do that. She's she's a robot girl. Done. She's actually an android. Yes. Although to be fair, the reveal of that is, I mean, firstly, okay. So firstly, it's cool. So basically, throughout the entire thing, she's been wearing like very covering clothes. So basically, like full long sleeved hands. Long. Yeah, you don't breasts. really question her at all because you have no reason to. Because that's just her aesthetic. You're like, okay, cool. That's just what she wears. But then she, in the, as a result of the big second fight, she's knocked over essentially, and you see, oh my god, she's got a knee joint, a robot knee joint, like whoa. Yeah, she's got like proper ball and socket joints visible. And to be fair, my first reaction at that point was like, oh, she's got a bum leg, okay. Yeah, she's got. I didn't immediately leg, yeah. jump to she's a robot <laughs> until the next chapter where they're like, we've got this X-ray, which I assume is from the old times. And therefore, she's a robot. And I'm like, that not, that's not quite how that works. No, it's because they say she doesn't have any organic organ. But that would imply they've x-rayed her now. Well, yeah, yes. Yes. Um, they did say something like, we found this X- x-ray from 300 years ago or something. Yeah, that's what... Maybe that was bad fan translation. It just threw me a little, I'm like, wait, but that's not... I mean, don't get me wrong, by that point, she's got her wrists visible, which are also ball and socket joints, so sure, but I'm like, this isn't... These two don't quite correlate the way you think they do. Yeah, like, the, the X-ray itself is very unclear, like, what, what happened in that regard. Yeah. I, I do like how they... Her justification for hiding it, so to speak, because she wakes up one day, and this is how we find out that she she wakes up one day with no memories, and she goes out into the street or whatever, and people all look mutated, and they find her like terrifying to look at because she's not. And then she's like, "Oh well, if I look that different, I just assumed that my joints looked normal, <laughs> and everyone else was." Yes, mutated. she she sort of just assumed humans had those sorts of joints yeah. visible, and so she covered them up because other people didn't have those. I suppose the other thing we didn't mention is so. We're told she has amnesia because she doesn't remember anything from before her waking up three years ago. Whether that is actually amnesia or she just 
She wasn't online. On online or created before that is never well, we're not told at this point. I do like how that essentially retroactively explains why she's also a human, because she's not a human. She was just designed to look like one. I'm like, okay, so that kind of conveniently sidesteps any kind of necessary debate on, but how did you survive the ancestor disease? It's like, well, she didn't. So it, it also explains why the cult is after her, because the cult sent these three mooks after her, and Evan was like, but why do they want to? And oh, it's a brilliant reveal. I want to tip my hat to it. It's probably one of the best reveals we've covered. Yes, yeah, it's podcast. like, well, she's a human, but why would the cult just want a random human? Doesn't really help them in any way. And it's like, oh no, actually, she's an android, which even as far as what the people now know from the technology that existed way back when is still super duper advanced. Yeah. They do try to the, to hang a lantern on it a bit before that because they say, like, why isn't she affected by the disease before they figure out she's a robot? And like, oh, well, maybe we've no idea. Maybe it was just random chance. So they're kind of leaning into the whole, like, she is some sort of goddess lady who was found in a tomb somewhere and, like, she's the key to curing the disease. And like, no, it's just a robot. It's the thing, because I could also have totally bought if he was a human. I, I think that would be pretty cool and to be fair i think there is a human character from the people we've said but i'll get to that in a minute but um yeah no i just i really like that and i also then liked in the next chapter we because some manga can and i get why can get so caught up in the certain debate of what is life am i alive i'm going to rewrite ghost in the shell no you're not buddy but um <laughs> this one they they have that for like a chapter but then pretty much she's able to move on and to be fair, I would argue it's not even a chapter. Like, you get a little bit of like, oh, where's she? Like, oh, she's outside. You know, she's still a bit bummed out finding out she's a android. Not a- I'm not real. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not real. Uh, and I was like, you're crying. You're sad. Your tears feel warm to you. Sounds human to me. I mean, I don't think the explanation is great because of that, but it essentially comes down to. You're alive because you have consciousness. Yeah. You you are displaying all the human Yeah. You have sentience, elements. therefore you're alive. It doesn't matter if you're not flesh and blood. That's the point. I think my point is more well, that's not what this series is about, so I'm happy it kind of it did that, but kind of kept it a bow on it pretty neatly rather than yeah. trying to be ghost in the shell. I didn't feel like that was the end of it kind of thing. Like it felt to me like this was a thing she decided to come to terms with over time. It didn't feel like it was a done and dusted type situation, which is good. Uh, I don't think they're going to focus any more panel time to it, but the way it was drawn and the way it was written, it does feel like this is more of a thing she's coming to terms with, but she sees it in a positive light, which is a good thing. Like, this is very, it was very well written, even if the actual dialogue was a bit ham-fisted. Yeah. I, I think the dialogue was fine. So it was fine. As yeah. Sean's saying, it it gets the point across without having to turn the whole series into what is humanity. Are we really humans if we look like this? And yeah, yeah, that, and that is a good thing. Maybe it's a thing they're going to explore later. I, I hope they don't. It's lifted the only thing it needs to do from that kind of show, which is that his gun is just the gun from Psychopaths. <laughs> but, um, especially because it's coloured the same way with the actual use of colour. Uh... I mean, his, his gun is a gun. I would it's, argue it's very coloured and tinted and drawn, similar to the psychopath. So. I kind of see what you're saying, but 
for me, the gun from Psychopaths was less the design of the gun. It was more the way the gun worked. I, sure, but it's also a very iconic design. I, sure. Also, the guns from Psychopaths aren't magic. I, I would argue they are, in fact, even more magic. If you can judge people <laughs> just by shoot, like looking at their wavelengths, sounds pretty magic to me. I was going to say, the <laughs> no, Psychopaths guns are science. even more magic. The gun in this is just a gun. It's a gun that uses a type of energy. Yeah, it's a weird bullet, but it's a gun. Shoots magic. The gun's in Psychopaths, you point it at someone, and the gun itself goes, yeah, you should probably either stun and or murder and or liquefy this person, based on how likely they are to commit a crime and what that crime is. It's weird. Psychopaths is good. Best anime of 2012, I don't remember what anime there was in 2012 to comment on. online. Saw that online was in 2012. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if that's that. your competition, it's not hard to be the best. I mean, why did why have they not brought that back? Why have they not gone? Oh no, you know what humanity needs—a VRMO. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> unite us in these trying times. I mean, as we discussed, it's uh, comes out in November this year. So, ah, uh, don't. It's not. <laughs> well, you had JoJo in 2012. <laughs> yeah, JoJo was 2012. Although, yeah. Don't hunt me down, JoJo fans. I'm sorry. I agree with you, but you agree with <laughs> Well, it's JoJo season one, parts one and two, then, which, in my opinion, are the best parts. Okay, if you're gonna like, we're gonna derail this into a discussion about JoJo. Then I have literally, I've not read it, so maybe that's my fault. But I've literally tried to watch JoJo so many times because so many people love it, and I always start at the beginning of season one, and I watch like four or five episodes, and I'm so fucking bored. I, I, I don't get it. Maybe it gets better, but I, oh, I can't get into it. All I would advise, and again, I've not watched anything past like episode one, which I wasn't that first on. Maybe try something from the third or fourth arc. So season That's what two, people tell me. Three. Just because it's kind of, as Phil's alluded to, it's kind of a different show at that point. Yeah, this, this thing, I've, I like parts one and two because you get this really cool interesting thing in Hamon. And then they're like, nah, fuck that. We're now all about stands. And I'm just like, I, I don't <laughs> care about stands. Stands are so not interesting. Something, something, vampire mask. They're, they're all, they're all very shades of yes. bullshit. I mean, the vampires yes. are forever, but you know, very, it's very bullshit throughout JoJo. Oh man, I climbed this tower and this whole chain of crystals is alive because I put some random fucking energy into it. Like, get mm. fucked. Just stop writing. But um, to drag, drag us back onto track for this, uh, I think <laughs> one of the other reveals, which I think I've cottoned on ahead of time, which I do like in this, is that I'm pretty sure the guy who leads the cult of color is a human. Like a regular non A regular-ass human. Because we see one scene of him when the guy injects himself with color, stretch out his hand, being like, no, don't do that. And it's a human hand. And the other cult trio guy picks up on this and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he's human. I don't remember that myself. I remember the scene you're talking about, but I don't remember the picking up on it thing. Also, I feel like it's mostly just people's faces that are mutated anyway. So most people have largely human hands, like humanoid uh, hands. Humanoid, I wouldn't say human. Either way, that to me, that seemed to be what that was implying. It is entirely possible. He is one of the characters in this thing that you never see outside of wearing a mask or anything. So it is possible. The, the only thing I would say is I'm assuming it's the same guy because a lot of the cult is 
they they have the exact same design in the nicest way. They're a cult. They wear the same mask. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, is it a mask? I I don't know. It's not very clear. But um, yeah, a, a lot of the cult all look the same. But just after the match against the two mooks again, when they've died and or been beaten, the cult goes to recover them. Goes to recover the remains, yes. Yeah, to recover the remains so they can make use of it in Repurpose the them, yes. Repurpose them, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's why it's a little unclear if they're actually dead or not. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I would expect at the very least the guy who exploded probably is. I think they do say that he's dead, but they also they imply that the cyborg guy is not dead. Right. Well, they're like... Praise their sacrifice or something. I, I don't. I, I mean, I get they're a cult, but it's also like, what, what did you achieve here? You achieved. They uh, broke a few buildings. closer to our perfect existence. Like, uh, okay, buddy, seems the same he ever was. That line, I could not understand who they were referring to with that line. I think it's Avi. I thought it was Avi. So I, that's that's why they're trying to keep him alive. You see, I thought that was the cyborg guy because like he breaks all the cyborg parts and then he turns into this giant fucking worm and it's like is that what you want everyone to turn into his giant worm is that your perfect existence but apparently not apparently avi is their perfect existence who might be a robot i don't i don't think it's necessary they're saying they're the perfect existence in terms of their appearance it's more in terms of their ability to harness color sure. i suspect but it just it's weird in because he doesn't it's not like he injects the other guy's color and uses that as a power up he just does what he usually does it's like uh, yeah but he's he's harnessing the super pure green color i i guess maybe it's the first time they've seen that uh even though color is a combination of two primary colors like no, the green is. color is a wavelength of light, Mike. This is light color, Mike, not children's colors. But but green is like a combination of blue and yellow. No, because light green is yellow doesn't green. exist, Mike. Yellow is not a real color. But there is like there is yellow color. But there is yellow color. Yes. I mean, yeah, because they've made it by combining <laughs> other colors. Because lights we light and I don't know why light and primary colors are different, but you know, someone in schools decided yellow is more important than green. Oh man, did you, uh, like, okay, obviously you don't know about this because I do and I don't know why I do. <laughs> There's a thing Good in start. psychology and gestalt psychology, I believe it is, where there is a belief that color in the world doesn't exist. It is, like, in the way that we sense it. Color isn't real, it can't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Color's not real but we psychologically interpret everything as certain colors in order as a way to psychologically interact and filter the world. Are you telling me colorblind people are more enlightened? Uh, or less, I don't know. <laughs> well, to be fair, isn't that like one of the big thought experiments, I guess you'd call it, where is what I call green the same as what you is like is my green the same as yours? Yeah, because you could describe green perfectly, but then somebody would hit, see those descriptions and yeah. The problem is you can't describe a color in a way without contextual information. 
the the best you can essentially do is you point at a color and then you point at some different object that's also the same color and go back. It's that, but that doesn't help. Yeah, anyone because, realistically. Like, let's just say I saw green and you saw red, and then I'd be like, I describe green. You're like, yeah, you're just describing what I see as green, which is actually what you see as red. Well, that would be did. the other thing because you'd be like, yeah, that's green. I'd be like, yeah, that's green, and then we just wouldn't know that we're talking about two exactly, entirely yeah. different things. Yeah. Yeah, contextual information is the issue. Can't you can't describe colors without it? That's why you can't describe colors to people who are completely blind. That you just you can't do it. The tang- I don't know why this is why you be at. This is tangenting pretty hard now. But there's one that surprised me recently, and I can't remember what the name for it is. But that some people don't have visual imagination. I guess would be the way of phrasing it. Like I, if I say imagine an apple, I can picture in my mind like an apple whirling around and like red and everything with the stalk and everything. But apparently some people just can't do that. And that blew my mind that they just can't visually imagine something. There's also a thing where some people just don't have an internal monologue. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can I be one of those people? (laughs) I kill to be one of those people. (laughs) Whenever they think of something, they don't actually think of it. They just they just don't have that monologue. They don't have that voice in their head. To kind of bring it back to this a little bit. Did you also know that there is a small percentage of people that have four different types of color cones rather than three in their eyes? So they can actually see a wider spectrum of colors. I did mention this briefly earlier in the podcast as well. Yeah, Yeah, there are some people who can see more colors than the majority of us. But that's considered to be a... I don't want to say genetic defect because that sounds... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there's up there's downsides to that and i forget what they are exactly i've not heard of any downsides but i, I feel like there are like you're more at risk of cataracts or something like i that could believe that the human body isn't because we've evolved with free cones isn't designed in some ways or the brain isn't designed to perceive to be fair, i think the main, the main issue is more like everything in our world is designed around the idea everyone's got three color cones so i think one of the big things is while people with four do have a very slightly wider visual range potentially it's more about the fact that they can tell the differences between very minute changes in color a lot easier than other people would so they could look at two nearly what we would probably call identical reds and say no that one's darker this is what we were saying earlier like maybe that's just what happened to everyone with the mutations that they're just perceiving different colors but then that falls down when they start loading it into guns. <laughs> so probably not then. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, to go back to the cult leader and him maybe being human. The reason I don't think he's human is because when he's recovering bodies of the moon, we see him teleporting into an exoskeleton doodad thing. Do we? Yeah. It, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I like. I, I don't know. Uh, I didn't pick up on any of this at all, but I, I would also not be surprised if it turned out at the end of all of this that the uh, the the leader of the cult was the person who caused the solar flare three hundred years ago, and like is manipulating <laughs> everything from behind the scenes. Caused the solar flare. That's... Yeah, like some Ooh. anime logic. You you know what? No, like I'm. I'm not going to say laughing at the idea. <laughs> it sounds absurd, but yeah, I can see it going that way, potentially. I don't think it would. It's just that it's 
it's such anime logic, but because this thing has stretched reasonable thinking as much as it has, that does fit firmly inside. Like, this guy was alive 300 years ago, and he has some nefarious purpose that made him want to mutate all of society, and this is just how he did it, and he's on the verge of, like, completing his nefarious goals now 300 years later, and he's somehow only alive because he's now a robot or he's cyborg or something. Decided that technology is bad, wants to wipe out humans. Except when he uses it. (laughs) I mean, outside of, like, the setting stuff, we don't really get a reflection, and again, I'm not complaining about this, we have a reflection of, like, how day-to-day life is. Like, do people still have the same lifespans? How does lizard penis bang? Like, you know, the I don't question. want a slice of life in this world. How does a lizard penis bang? Oh, there are websites for that. To be fair, if we're going down this route, let's not. No. There's, <laughs> there's one big problem I have here. Is this with the manga or with lizard penis? <laughs> manga. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start an hour-long rant on lizard dong. So. It's kind of only mentioned in passing by, but basically, at the time the solar flare happened, colors wiped off the world. We're then told that the world is covered in dense clouds and have been there ever since. Yeah, like some Matrix shit. They're not like Matrix shit. Like what actually happens? Like say when the Earth got hit by a meteor. Sure, I. I mean, that happened post-dinosaur extinction. Yeah, that's more to do with, like, ash and things, whereas this, just, this is just implied there is a lot of cloud, dense cloud. But, I mean, combine that with the fact that plants need to absorb sunlight, which they do by absorbing the green wavelength of light, because that's how photosynthesis generally works. How the fuck is there any food left? How is there any life left? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. That, that is sort of the whole point. I mean, that's what they were, instead of building computers like this idiot wants them to, they were dealing with these fundamental things. This is why I was saying at the start, like, yeah, they probably had more pressing issues like surviving. Let's get the biomatter facilities back online so we can make fake plants. <laughs> well, that's the thing. How would you make fake plants? I mean, because... you do, they do that currently. <laughs> Yeah, but it still works on the basic principle of plants absorb certain wavelengths of light, which is colour. I, I, based off the near future saying that this has, I can believe that they've, or had at least, con- conquered the way of making fake food. Fair, I, I think it's just one of those things you're supposed to hand wave away. It is a bit. Because, in the nicest way, the second you say the Earth's covered in dense clouds and they've never seen the sun in 300 years, that that that's game over. That there is no coming back from that one. At least not for a very very long time. More than three hundred years. You you would a lot of life would be dead. But I mean, they did mutate, so maybe they're just fine with it now. Maybe plants mutated, so they don't need green anymore. Uh, it's possible. Possible, I guess. Yeah. Within the logic of this, yeah. They would need to get energy to grow from somewhere. Still. I mean, maybe that's what I don't know. Like I. Uh... Like most sci-fi sayings, don't think about these things too hard, otherwise things start falling down in the background. I, I, I know. Say, it's, there's a reason I didn't bring it up earlier. It is because I'm well aware it is a thing you're supposed to just sort of be like, shush, pretend, it, pretend that's not an issue. 
Yeah, just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the setting in this one is cool enough that I'm willing to hand wave like 99% of the issues it brings up. And it clearly defines the story it wants to tell. And so because of that, it makes it so you don't look outside of the story for like additional questions like that. I mean, the big thing for me is, I suppose, if so, they've got these dense clouds, means they've not seen the sun in 300 years. What's going to happen when they see the sun? Oh, they're all fucked. Like, they're just going to just die. You're going to go blind easily. You're going to go blind. Like, it's like I, it surprised me in some ways. Like, I'd have thought, surely they could have figured out some way of just like blowing a hole in the cloud. Surely someone thought at some point, yeah, we should probably do that. See if we can still see color. I don't know. I mean, if it's only at cloud level, theoretically, you could just go climb Everest or something. Sure. Also true, I guess. I'm pretty sure you've got some uh, skyscrapers above the clouds. Yeah. Well, they've got a helicopter. It's the future. So, yeah. Uh, have, they, have they got a helicopter? Uh, the cult does at the very least, I think. Uh, well. so, someone does. Someone flies over in a helicopter. I assumed cult, but... It's another thing that works better with computers. I mean, sure. <laughs> not to say it couldn't. I'm not denying the world would be in a better place if they had computers, Mike. But you know, say somebody needs to work. Three hundred years later, I can believe they've gotten their head around some of it. Am I insane, or do at one point do they actually blow a hole in the cloud cover using they colors somehow? No. no. Okay, I am crazy. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's fine. And like, unless you've read further ahead, and they do do that, I have not. One thing I do remember happening which does sort of throw a bit of a down on this whole idea of like she's only been as a ga has only been rebooted for the last three years is as soon as she sees colors for the first time she gets like a flash of memory if she was wiped out if she was like wiped at the same time as the pulse 300 years ago why does she have any memories at all don't know. <laughs> like, you'll have to read more to find out. Yeah, just they, they sort of bring that up and then just kind of throw it away. I like, I don't, I don't know why they did that. It does. I mean, I'm more annoyed, less of the whole like logic behind it, and more like they're like, yeah, one of the th- goals of this story will be we got to help her get her memories back, and then <laughs> maybe she sees more color and like, okay, we're done with that plot now. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, now she's just sort of a living cleaner. Yeah, him. let's let's go mine some color, but you know, just the same color over and over. To be fair, he says that's just all they can find in the area, presumably because the cult has gotten all the rest. All I'm saying is the leading color researcher. I would expect to know where to find, where to get the hookup for some red and some blue, as he knows exactly what form they take. So, well, presumably you would find them in similar place. You would find the green, I guess, but. For whatever reason, the cult has managed to find all the red and blue. Well, so what you do is you find the green right between the blue and the yellow. No. <laughs> Been through this already, Mike. <laughs> not how colors work when it comes to light. You're not how colors work. Uh, you're right, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You open the science textbook, and it's like, here's the chapter about color, and it's just a picture of Phil. <laughs> I mean, you make as much sense. Science is crazy, yo. Yes. Which means everything in this could happen, in theory, uh, one day. Um, 
Well, if you say in theory after it, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I know, right? It's great. <laughs> the, the, the science, quote unquote, of this is very, very stretched, but it never quite falls into line of like straight up fantasy, which I guess is good. <laughs> well, this thing, like it, the science there all has that nice little, yeah, that sounds perfectly plausible. And this sounds like a thing that could happen until you kind of. Yeah, you could make a Stargate that uses symbols. Yeah. I mean, sure. you, you could, I guess. <laughs> sure. But yeah, the, the, the problem is when it's just like, you look that little bit deep and it's like, the basic stuff all, yeah, sound science. Yeah, you could have a giant electro, electromagnetic, a giant solar flare that causes massive electromagnetic disruption across the Earth, destroying our digital infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, in fairness as well, I'm pretty sure massive solar flare is a thing humanity is worried of. Yeah, like I say, exactly, that is literally a thing that could happen. Makes Why all the important sense. shit is already electromagnetically shielded. Uh, well, yes. Okay, a lot of the important stuff. Not uh, 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 as much as it can be. I mean, maybe if it's just like that big of a pulse, we're all just fucked. The, well, yes. My understanding is the big issue is more around things like the cables we've got connecting everything up. So, like, the giant undersea cables are perhaps... Don't get me wrong, they're undersea, which... I was going to say, they, they've got to, like, boil already, water. But... They'll be fine. <laughs> heat can't get through water. The issue is less the heat. Pokemon's taught me that fire loses to water, therefore they're fine. Right, but electricity, though, Sean. That's why they're encapsulated in rubber, Phil. As you all know, right. anything rubber stops all electricity right. dead. So... But, uh, yeah, anyway. Absolutely think that could happen. But, uh, yeah, the second we start talking about dense cloud cover covering the whole of the Earth for 300 years, nah. Nah, we're all dead. Yeah. It does require you to hand wave a fair bit, but it's honestly well written enough and enough effort's been put into the thing as a whole that you do generally, you are generally okay with hand waving some of this stuff. I never feel like it's asking me to ignore anything egregious or anything. Yeah, sure. We probably would all die if there's this dense cloud cover, but at the same time, sci-fi stories tend to ask you to hand wave just as bad stuff. As Sean said, yes, there is a magic device that lets you teleport across the galaxy. I mean, Doctor Who is like a thing that lets him go through time and space, and that's very unrealistic because the police box is bigger on the inside. Yeah, stuff something, like that. Something Tesseract. Something, something Tesseract. Yeah, you know, just snap your fingers and destroy half of all biological matter in the universe to fix the problem of being too much. Yeah, science. Yeah, just science. Exactly. I mean, to, to move on a little bit as well, I like the pacing of this as well, I will say. I think it's very well paced in the way it does reveals and has like its big action scenes, and even if you can't tell what's going on them, and then its calms and all that. Like, I mean, heck, Volume 2 just opens with let's go to the desert to mine some colour after, like, the big fight at the end of Volume 1. It's like, yeah, this is nice and nice and relaxed. Like, this is well-paced. Like, outside of the random trio bit who are, like, there and then suddenly now they're giant hulking monsters. It's well-paced. I wouldn't even say that's badly paced. It's more just... I, I don't know, really. It, their role in the story seems to explode in importance overnight. <laughs> Is more, I think, my issue with that. I guess. 
See, I put that more down to the early days. The thing doesn't really know, the, the manga doesn't know what it wants to focus on a lot, which is why you get like a ton of information early on. Maybe, but I think it's more just a case of like, it presents them as if they're not important and then suddenly they're very important for the next couple of volumes. Suddenly they're the big bad, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, they're not really important still. It's just they are the obstacle to overcome. They're the fire the they week. themselves are not really all that important. They are still the same moves. They just got a bit of an upgrade. <laughs> a bit of an upgrade, yeah. By injecting magic science juice. Magic science juice. As you said, science. I, I do get a little bit afraid for the future that it's always just going to come down to, for this story, it's always just going to come down to, here is the next thing to fight that is filled with science juice. Again, that's, that's all it's going to be. I mean, only one of them has been filled with science juice already. You've seen several ones that aren't, so... Yeah, but I get the feeling, and I could be wrong, but I get the feeling this thing's always going to keep trying to one-up itself. And so it's just going to get bigger and meaner. And I don't think it's going to one-up. I think it's more just going to be an explanation of what the different colours do, but I don't think they're all going to be straight. You're, Hulk, you're the Hulk now, but you're Red Lantern now. I mean... Uh... It's every possi- every possibility that they are going to be more nuanced than that, but my fear for the future is it's going to turn into Fire the Week because it seems to pick up on storylines and then discard them quite quickly. And that kind of methodology to writing doesn't owe itself very well to a long-arcing story. And when they've already thrown away this many plot points by just resolving them, that kind of implies that they don't really have a long-term plan. Or if they do, it's so long-term that you don't even notice it progressing at all. I mean, what plot points do you think they've resolved? It's like, not so much resolved, but like they're no longer interested in talking about. So, like, Chie's memories and why is she not affected? And like, oh, this is the reveal. Like, oh, okay. That's more it. So, I don't know. And this could be a... A couple of years of this show sinking into my subconscious and thinking everything is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely possible. It could turn out this is the best manga ever written after this. But I, that is my concern. It's not. Uh, it's not. I, sure. But I, that's my concern at the very least. That it's going to squander a good setting with just turning it into wait for Goku fight of the week. Yeah, but we did that series a few episodes ago, Mike, so it's fine. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, because this has got such potential, and let's hope they... And they haven't squandered it yet. This ain't no Sword Art Online, but there's time, and that's concerning to me, because it uh, looks like it might go that way. I mean, in that case, then, would it... Would this get in your way, Mike? Would you would you read more of this? Would you purchase it when the Seven Seas release comes out? Would you watch an adaptation, which I don't know if this will get because of the premise, but if it did get one, would you watch it? Uh, I could see it getting one. I, well, I don't think the premise would be the reason it wouldn't get one, should I say. I mean, you'd what do you think to... the reason would be? I think perhaps just the style of it. So I think the problem is either either you have to adapt it with the style, which I think would be very tricky, mm-hmm. or you would have to discard the style, just go for a more traditional anime look, which... 
I, is it? I don't think the stars. It, it would lose some of its charm. I guess. I don't think the stars the problem. I think the problem is that very much you have to deal with the fact it's going to have to be in black and white and that. Well, yeah. In the twenty twenties, well. good luck. I mean, you can do. Um, you can do it, but all I'm saying is you, when you you're have, trying like, to make this Schindler's and... List, then you know. Uh... Hmm. Actually, actually, that's a good way of describing it. Sin City. Yeah. The point is more like good luck following the footsteps of that artistically. Doable but difficult. Yes. And even more difficult to like get the people with money on board. So I get it. Uh, so in terms of the questions, um, I will not continue reading this or buy any volumes of it coming out. And that's purely because if you want to read something, you have to be able to enjoy looking at it. And while I do maintain the art is very, very good, and I'm sure other people will enjoy reading this, and I do somewhat recommend it, I'm not buying it because there are so many of these just messy frames that make it so difficult to read. And that just sort of takes you out of the moment. When you're like, it's difficult to see physically what's happening here. It's difficult to tell these people apart. It's really a weird failing of the art because while the art is very good, it is failing me as a reader and I can't connect to that. Now, the caveat to this is I, if there was an anime of this, black and white and all, I would actually watch this. Definitely. I would definitely track this down and watch it because I'm so intrigued as to what they want to do and it's so unique relatively to like everything else out there. I would love to see what they do with this in anime form. And those messy combat scenes wouldn't be a problem because it would be moving and it'd be much easier to be able to tell what's going on. I would definitely watch an anime. I would definitely make sure to search that out. But I would not read this anymore because, man, it just like it made my eyes ache. On top of everything, I've got new glasses this week, so I'm still adjusting to those. And that didn't help either. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's like it's it's rough, and it is unfortunate, truly, because such potential. Honestly, can't see a fault with what the story we've got so far. Few worries about the future, but until it actually does something wrong, which it hasn't really, I'm still favourable of it. So, yeah, good, but can't read this anymore. I'm, I'm afraid for my eyesight. Well, good to. Good to know. Phil, how about you, buddy, old pal? You're going to, I mean, I assume you're up to date with this, in which case, plan to keep reading? I don't know about up to date as such, but I, I have read more than the two volumes, yes. Okay. Plan to keep reading as it gets updated, slash buy more, slash would you watch it? Uh, I, yeah, I have no particular reason not to keep up to date with it, so I'd keep reading it. I have no particular issues with it. Would I buy it? Mm, maybe is the answer. I don't think it's a hard no, but it's not a definite yes either. I think it. I think it depends a little on the price because I, I I can see this costing more because of how they would have to print it. With it being seven C's as well, I would assume tenner. Uh, well, but I mean, if it ends up being a shortish series, like say. 10 volumes, I don't know. Maybe. I, I wouldn't object to spending money on that as long as I didn't hear it had the world's shittest ending. <laughs> but uh, if it somehow got animated, I would check it out. I think no matter what form the anime took, I would at least be intrigued enough to watch the first episode to see how it compared. 
yeah, that, that's my thoughts. Amazon does not tell me RRP, which is annoying, but uh, £11.50 on there currently for the first volume. That's, yeah. That's a lot. That it, That is a lot. As, as Phil said, I think it's because they'll have to print it on colour paper, even though it mostly isn't. <laughs> it depends, because I know like some manga, I think even like um, Apothecary Diaries, actually. I don't think you could do it the way you're going to say with like color insert pages. Yeah, just like the one, just one or two pages color. Because that would be of... so weird to flick through and be like, here's the color page where the paper quality is mm. Yeah, you've got nice, decent quality paper instead of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a similar boat. I wouldn't mind reading more slash purchasing this series. It's not something I'm going to go out and do immediately. But I also wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it. Like, it wouldn't be a priority, but I could see myself buying this at some point down the line. Like, mm. I get, I artistically, it's, yeah, it's weirdly that it kind of sits on both ends of the spectrum that it's one of the best series we've done artistically. But as a result of that, it's also a nightmare to interpret artistically at times as well. I think the way I would describe it is rough. Like, not, not quite sketchy. Almost like it needs that one final pass. Yeah, there's like a lot going on. Which, yeah, makes it a bit rough to read. But yeah, I feel like it's pretty well paced, as I said, with the like, you have the action scenes and then you have a nice little lull to kind of recover from it. You have big reveals and then moments to kind of take that in and interpret what that means for the story going forward, rather than some series you've covered which will throw everything at the wall. But it's, it can be confusing to tell what's going on in these action scenes and all that. And I feel it just, every part of this feels like it's lacking some final spark that makes me go, yes, I'm definitely going to read this. Like, I like the lead characters. There's not a whole lot to them. I like the setting, but it doesn't feel like it's always that coherent or integral. I don't know. It feels like, narratively, like, everything's there, but it's lacking the final piece that makes you go, yes, I'm fully bought in. I'm fully invested which is quite why I'm so on the fence with it, which is disappointing because there's so much to like about this series, but for some reason, something just stops it all clicking together to become to become a product that I want to consume more of. So, yeah, no, I, 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 wanna, I want to give this series the benefit of the doubt. I feel it's earned that, but whether it's earned it when I see it in the shops and the price point for it, harder to say, but um, it's definitely something I'll be keeping an eye on. And, I mean, hey, if it got an anime... Or live action, or any adaptation, honestly. I'd probably, I don't know if I'd watch it per se, but I definitely want to check out a bit of it just to see how they do this. You know, weirdly, I feel like a live action one could work weirdly well. Yeah, film noir. Like, like, yeah, proper film noir, Sin City style things, we're saying. I'd say it could work, and I would appreciate it if it got adapted into that, because, you know, you don't see stuff like this in anime slash Hollywood. I would actually feel like it would work more in the style of, like, um, Arcane. Because, like, it's got that same sort of aesthetic going Not on. Not all like... anime can be Arcane, Mike. <laughs> but this one should be, <laughs> I feel. Like, I feel like it would actually work quite well. Like, with the sort of, like, pseudo 3D style kind of thing. I think that would actually work quite well with it. Because then you could, like, show a lot of different shades and uh, have different lighting for different sides of the 3D models and... That way you don't have to stick to just purely flat black and white. So I, I think it would work, but that's just me. 
So, yeah, I again, it's hard to say how you would interpret a story like this, but uh, in a, vi- a more animated or motion medium. But uh, yeah, it would definitely be interesting to see what became of that. So you know, here's hoping it does, just so I can see for myself what happens, and then it'll and then just watch. It's just a standard anime series, but they're like, oh man, it goes a bit. Oh, color. I feel that kind of sums up our overall viewpoints that we are on board, but not enough to make the final commitment, as it were. But we'd all want to see it if it got adapted, just to see, at the very least, how. Yep. Yeah, so uh, fair enough. But if you want to see something that is alive and in living color, you can check out twitch.tv slash can't they, Mike? No, don't. <laughs> oh. Or do, I don't know, I'm not your dad. Oh, um, awkward. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know. But yeah, you can find me on Twitch. I play video games. Sometimes they go quickly, and sometimes they don't. Did we talk about your new accomplishment in the last episode? I can't we remember. We did, yes. We did, okay, fair enough. But uh, you can watch him refine his time. Sure. Um, yeah, having, having a lot of fun doing that. But yeah, it's, uh, I'd stream most days, except not all days. So follow me on Twitter to find out, or Facebook, I guess, to find out when I'm going live, I guess. Lots of guessing. Or, of course, to, like subscribe to him so you'll get notifications. And then, oh, yeah, that too. But then you'll no never miss that. it because he doesn't always tweet it. I do always tweet it. You just don't pay attention. You've missed it. There has been at week. least once or twice you've not tweeted it. Ugh. You guys are just like, you're just breaking my balls right now. How how dare? It's what, what I, I do. do. Busting chops. It what we do. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me at Slazer King, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G for takes on whatever I've bought slash read slash consumed recently. Phil, buddy old pal. Oh, I didn't write a question for this, so I guess. Favorite color? Blue. How pedestrian. All right, Mike. What, what's yours? Uh particular shade of pink but i don't remember what the shade is salmon let's go with salmon quite frankly i think the second you start going into shades all right what a generic color what a generic color pink there you go and i purple which it's the combo of the two in some ways so you know read into that what you will blue and pink does not make purple but okay i pretty would make a purple shade shade of purple i guess because blue would darken the pink, which pretty much makes you to purple. I mean, pink so. is just light red, and yeah. blue and red yeah. is purple. Yeah, it would make purple. Yeah, sh- screw you, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yellow and blue make green. <laughs> <laughs> they do if we're talking art, yes. Uh, yeah. Not if we're talking light, which is the issue. But the important question is, will we be turning red in next time's episode, the final series of year two, before we move into our trash-tacular the second. Phil, what have you, what gem have you pulled out from the junk for our year two finale? Most definitely turning red in one way or another, because we're going to be reading Kiss X Sis. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, at least I don't even know. That that just wasn't even a sign, man. That was just a. Uh, that that was resignation right there. Like I, let's put it this way: it's bad when I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good news, uh, your SO will like this one, Mike. So um, there you go. <laughs> will, will she? 
Because it hurts me, yes. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> she feeds off the rage. So, uh, good time for at least one listener. So uh, thank you very much. Don't forget, of course, follow the podcast in all the usual places. Uh, we're on Twitter at TrashBankingCast. And of course, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher. Tune in to like, follow, rate, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, etc., etc. We will see you in a fortnight for Kiss X Sis. <laughs>